Welcome to the Staffing RecOps podcast, where we interview leaders from high-volume staffing and recruitment firms on the operations, strategy and business processes that they've implemented or are implementing. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcoming to the show today, Anthony Oliveto. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Hey, James. Um, thanks for having me. And um, yeah, just so the uh, listeners know, happy birthday, because we are recording this on your birthday. So happy birthday, James. Thank you very much, Anthony. Um, Anthony lives in Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States and is vice president of operations at 3CI. 3CI have been providing top tech talent for over 40 years, now combining that talent with software development and enterprise data solutions. 3CI run circa 300 contractors at any given time and are part of MAU Workforce Solutions who run in excess of 10,000 temporary or contingent workers. Um, Anthony, I'm really interested in understanding your unique challenges and perspective in terms of how you manage operations at 3CI and MAU, particularly in terms of systems. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, it's uh, perfect timing uh, because we are on the beginning of week four of a ATS implementation. And anybody in the industry knows that that is one of the most critical, um, complex systems impl implementations you can do. I mean, it is essentially our, our lifeblood. Um, you know, I've, I've learned a couple things through this. And in the, the biggest thing that you know, I could say as as a leader, um, especially like being being out of production, it's real. This is really really important. You've got to be able to listen and understand your end users. And in in my case, you know, it's it's our front office users, for our recruiters, our account managers, etc., that are in the tool every day, all day long. Right? What do they need to be successful? What you know? What what do they have? And what can we do better? And you know, it's always that that time to to improve. Um, you know, and you kind of have like your must have and your in your wish list, and, and kind of getting it getting it all together um, or putting it all together. But but that was been the biggest thing for me is 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 to really to be able to make sure that you're understanding what every each group needs. In our case, you, know, you mentioned our, our parent company. And so, you know, when we were talking about 300 consultants on the 3CI side and 10,000 associates on the MAU side, right? That's, that's a big, big pie, right? I mean, you got to kind of figure out how to, how to work. And, you know, and some days it felt like we were putting together a, a 10,000 piece puzzle. And other days it felt like we were doing that with an eye patch on, right? And, and it just, it's very, so, 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 sorry to cut you short there, Anthony. You, you mentioned in week four of the implementation. Are you talking about week four for for three CI? Yep. No, no, for the for the whole company. So, um, so yeah, we went live on March twenty seventh, and um, in in the good the advantage that three CI had go had going into this was that we actually moved to the ATS that we were on since uh, April May of twenty seventeen. And so we're we're familiar with it, you know. We're we're experts at it at this point, or at least the way that we had it set up before, right? And and now we're we migrated over into the the new version of the ATS with our our parent company, 
And, you know, the complexities there were, again, you, you're trying to fit all these pieces together and, and make it all work without sacrificing any of the efficiencies that you had established within the within the separate business units. Right. And um, and, the, and our business models are very different, which added to that complexity. But it also was an awesome challenge for us to to overtake right and and so we were really excited to go live a few weeks ago and and you know I, and i like to talk in analogies a good bit but like one of my colleagues said this perfectly right like you're kind of like think of it as buying a house if you've got the house picked out you're you're moving in and you had all these ideas in your head but like once you move in you kind of start to see like hey you know i thought this couch would look really good on this wall but i want to move it over here now Right. And so, and so like, like the good thing there is that that's not necessarily like hurting us from having to do our job or, or delivering, you know, world-class service and delivering for our clients. But, but it, it does make, give you pause to say, Hey, you know what? Like I've got one time to get this right. And like, I want to get it right. As of now, now that we're moving in and it's our house and we, we're going to sleep in it every day. And, and has has it been a gradual rollout across the group? What's that looked no. like? Big yeah, bang. No. It's 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 it, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to do something gradually like this. I, I think in in hindsight, you know, we probably would have maybe gone with the production teams first right and just kind of get the recruiters and your account managers in there and getting them used to it and and then start to work in you know payroll etc and um so so because we didn't do that and we all you know everything hit at the same time that also required a lot of testing going into it right and in this i mean this has literally been a two-year journey from our ats selection committee um back in december 2020 uh 2020 till going live in march 27 2023 and so and so because we decided to go live with everything at the same time we really had to make sure that we got it right you know, the last thing you want to do is go live with something like that and you can't pay your people or, you know, God forbid something like that happens. Right. And so um, we are extremely cautious when it comes to processes, uh, implementing new processes. And, um, and and we were extra cautious in, in for, for this initiative. And I think it paid dividends for us because, you know, day one, we were able to hit the ground running. You, you have to go back and reinvent the wheel with a new ATS. You know, we, we stayed ahead of it. And, you know, we're prepared not just with process changes, but also with the training and making sure that those end users were, were equipped with the tools and the knowledge that's necessary for them to go out and not just do their job, but do their job well, right? If you put in a new ATS, your end users are excited, like, hey, we're getting something better. You're not implementing something to go backward, right? So they're really, really excited about this. And so to, and you don't want to give them all, you know, give them all that hope and stuff and then say, hey, you know what? It's going to be another six months or 12 months before you can really see that, the, like, all the all the tools and, and efficiencies that we've created come, you know, come to fruition for you to use, right? Like, no, we want you to have this right away and start to and, and start to be able to to essentially you know raise your game take your game to the the next level and that's it, where we're at now. if you're if your part of the business was already on that same ats what what was the big 
improvement for your guys moving across to be in the same org as the larger business? Yeah. So front office, if I'm be, if I'm being transparent, front office, we probably didn't gain a lot of efficiencies, um, mainly because we were, you know, one, I think it would be naive to think that, you know, we had our own right and and to and even though we were staying with the with the same same vendor um we still had to share it right and so so naturally we were going to probably maybe lose a little in some of our internal efficiencies or you know i wouldn't even say lose them as much as it just made us kind of rethink you know like we, we had our process in place on that, on how we were set up before now we just got to change that process with the tools that we have now to gain those efficiencies back and so a little bit, a little bit of that is, is, you know, we're still trying to figure, figure that out right now. Although like, I mean, the good thing is we've always been kind of forward thinking when it comes to recruiting and um, job order management, if, if you will. Um, so we were taking advantage of a lot of automations, a lot of really cool tools that are, are out there to help, um, really complement an ETS. So we've had a lot of that stuff already. And so now it's just allowing our 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 colleagues on the other side start to start to gain those efficiencies as well. And and I'm gonna, you know, regardless of how it how it affects them, like when it comes to three CI, I'm gonna constantly look at what's gonna make us better, you know, always. You know, whether that's tech, personnel, et cetera. Like I mean it's you know if you that's where you get complacent when you're not thinking like that and when you're complacent you can get passed up really fast thinking back to to say december 2020 and previous to that may 2017 mm-hmm. how how complex was that selection process when you went out to market what did that look like yeah so so may 17 um was a little bit different um, at, at that time, I was our recruiting manager and our former VP of ops. Um, he really kind of um, had, he, well, he, you know, he, he was leading the charge on, on the ATS selection committee. I was part of the team to decide um, our three finalists and ultimately which one we decided to go with. Um, lessons learned from that is I wish I had been more involved because I think it would have been extremely helpful this time around, right? Um, and, and it was already kind of, he kept, you know, they kept things close to the chest. So it was hard to, to know, right, until you really had a chance to lift up the hood and, and see how the engine was, was working, right? This time around was the complete opposite, right? And I knew exactly what we wanted, um, where we might've missed the first time around. And so how, you know, how do we, you know, it's, it's like painting a picture, right? You got a blank canvas and, and you, you build it the way that you want it. Um, this time around, uh, going back to 2020, when we kicked, kicked off the, the selection committee, it was, I mean, it was good. We, we had our parent company's former vendor in there as an option. We had ours in there as an option. We had a couple um, very customizable uh, ATSs that, you know, they they all and they all presented their pros and cons, right? And so you kind of go with with who's going to have the 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 most advantages um, for for everybody um, that also just you know, allows you to continue to do the job, right? And it came, and honestly, once we got to the finalists, it was an easy decision. You know, it, it, there was a lot of, of 
unanimous. It was almost unanimous when we decided. I think we had maybe one or two, not even no's, but just kind of on the fence, right? And, and given the roles, it, it was a rightful call out. Um, but but ultimately, we decided what was best for the company, and um, and then the journey really began. And and before we get onto the journey of the implementation, which I'm really keen to hear about, mm-hmm. what h- how did you make that assessment in terms of how did you structure the decision? Did did you go into it with like a framework as to how all of the stakeholders involved were going to score the different vendors and how how you were going to mark that and and weight those marks? Yeah, the you know, the 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 I think the number one thing you got to look at with something something like an ATS in, in implementation, it's got to be scalable, right? You got to you're you're really thinking about the future and not not the past, right? Or and I would even say, even like the current the current landscape, you're taking you know obviously you're starting to feel the pain from from what's currently happening in the business, but you know there's a lot of there's a lot of solutions that can be a band aid fix to kind of get you through that, but it's just you're just kicking the can, right? So like the number one thing that we were looking at is we needed a scalable solution, right? That it, you know we we don't want to have this conversation five years from now, right? You know, 10 years, that might be a different story, but, um, but we wanted something that was gonna, gonna get us to where we want to go. Um, that was the, the number one thing. Um, the number two thing I would say, because of the complexity of how many different groups are going to be sitting in our, or are sitting in our new ATS, it had to work for everybody, right? It couldn't just, you know, you couldn't just work for the majority, like it had, it had to work for everybody. And so you needed something that was going to provide some customization, um, but also was going to be, I think, large enough to provide the, the support even post go live that you're going to need, you know, like right now we still have our, our support team, our, our implementation team here during, you know, um, for a few more weeks, but eventually, you know, it's you know, the, the baby bird's got to leave the nest, right? And so we we got to be able to to do the do this on our own. Um, and so that was another thing when it comes to customization, like how like how flexible is the solution going to be for us in order to make changes as our business changes and evolves over time as well rather than just going back to the back to the the vendor right and and so that was important and then i i think anybody would be lying to you if they didn't say cost was was a factor too right so like you know we we didn't pick the most expensive one but we definitely didn't pick the cheapest one either and so you you gotta have you gotta have all those boxes checked off and like what's what's the most important for you and you know that's what was most important for us right and so when you're thinking about you know for, for the listeners out there when you're thinking about you know I am hitting that, you know, like I like to call that level up moment, right? Where, you know, my, our, our business is, is about to, to go to the next, the next level. And, and how do I break through that? Right. And a lot of time, it, times it is because of a tool. And, and so, you know, given, given your current situations, cost might be something that's more sensitive. Right. And so you gotta, you gotta take that into effect. Right. And, and, you know, but for us, like, it's just really about understanding where you're going 
and in how you're going to get there. And ultimately, that's how we decided which ATS that we wanted to go with. And how many of you were there in that decision-making process? How, how many stakeholders were on the demos and going through yeah. that? What's, what's scalable? What's flexible? What does it cost? Yeah, um, I, some, some days it felt like two, as in too many, but, uh, but we, we definitely had representation from, from all areas of the, of the business. I would say on our original selection team, it, was, it, wasn't, that, it wasn't that large. I want to say it was maybe six or seven of us. That um, that were on that team, just to you know, we had our two main business units represented, and then a couple shared services group. Obviously, you want IT involved um, big time on something like that, and um, and so we kept kept that team a little bit smaller. But then once we finalized the contract and everything, and and then you know, then it was probably um, three or four months of really just discussing. Um, field mappings and um in 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 some cases it felt like educating um everybody outside of like your individual business unit on how you operate and what you why you call things um you know certain 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 field names etc and and then you know you're gathering all that information and um and you're almost getting a uh, some some cases it felt like you're getting a, almost a NBA on your on your business again, right? And you're like, oh, geez, you're, you're not you're, you're not just educating the vendor that's coming to implement yeah, it for you. You're, you're, you're kinda, educating yeah. your colleagues and counterparts. And, yeah, you know, and it was good for me. I, at that point, I'd been out of production for a few years, and so it was you know it was kind of going down memory lane a little bit too. And it's like, okay, like yeah, no, this is this is this is pretty helpful. And, um, and it, but the, the original, I, I would say the original project team, you know, we had project leaders, but I mean, we had a lot of people involved on the project team where, you know, you're probably talking about anywhere between 30 and 40 at any given time. And, and the reason why is kind of going back to what I said originally, like being able to listen and understand, right? Like when you're doing something like this, you, you got to also kind of take an empathetic approach, right? Like you have to understand the pain of what your typical recruiter is feeling in, in every business unit, right? And like how, like if you don't know the pain, that you don't know how to how to help them, right? And so we wanted to make sure that we had a lot of voices at, at the table to make sure that we really understood um, where we are at right now and where do we need to be. And and if you just have a you know a bunch of leaders on the call, like you're probably not going to get too far, right? It's gonna, it's, yeah. So it, I, I really enjoyed that approach. I thought it was very helpful. Um, you know, it, it made, it, I think it gave a lot of folks at the company um, the realization that their voice is heard, right? And um, and at the end of the day, they're the ones that are in it day in, day out. And so you want it, you want it, you want them bought in, you know? And, you, you know. You, you mentioned something earlier about um, the difference between and, and having your must-haves and having your wish list. How, was there, was there a real conscientious, conscientious efforts around defining what is just wish list and actually is not necessary and did that change over time yeah i think um i think as the journey went on um you start to you start to run into okay 
do we need this for go live or is this phase two right and and you start out i think it originally we probably that wish list was all part of the must-haves right and then as you really start to go deeper on it you start to realize okay i i can i can still get get away without having this for another 90 days or something like that and um you know and, and one thing that you know i, I have the luxury um, to still have access is our old ATS. And so for, for some of those nice to haves, I can still you know, work, even though I'm working out of the two systems, I can still, I can still do it. It's not as efficient as it, as it will be right. Or as it was, but you know, this is part of that, you know, this is a part of that implementation. Right. And, um, you know, if, I think a lot of times everybody goes in thinking it's going to be perfect day one, but that's just not the reality. I don't care what industry you're in, right? And something that something that big, you're always going to have um, little hiccups along the way, and and I think that's important too. Like understanding that, you know, it's it's really about expectations, and if you're setting those expectations correctly on the on the front end, then there's nothing like it really, it really helps. I think keep everything calm when things don't go the way you were expecting. And we were really, really fortunate because we didn't, we didn't have that. Um, other than some very, very small things that I would, I would expect. And, and so it's been, it's been great. In fact, when I ask my team how the implementation had, how go live has gone for them, I hear one word seamless. And as a leader, then I would I go back to our project team and say, guys, mission accomplished because that's what you want to hear. Absolutely, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely what you want to hear. I'm interested to know if you've kept track of how many man hours has gone into this project from your side. <laughs> I think my wife might have with <laughs> me. <laughs> you know, um, I I haven't. Um, I could I could see I could see MAU um, in some capacity because they had a lot they had a lot of resources tied to this three um, CI. We were um, we were extremely mindful of not taking a lot of our production folks out of it except for testing we need them for testing and and i have a you know a, a few on my team that I'll, I'll go to for um for you know really like go to questions that i i need answers on that would impact their their day-to-day -day. but overall it was me it was a lot it was mainly our leadership team and shared services right and how they're going to support all the different business units etc so we were cognizant of that because the reality is, yeah, this implementation is a huge thing, but guess what? The day-to-day -day business didn't stop, right? So we still got to focus on that as well. And I was, I'm, I'm just really blessed just with my team in, in general and 3CI is that, you know, we're very self-managing, right? So that allowed me to kind of step out of the day-to-day -day and focus on, on some more of these strategic initiatives like rolling out this ATS and, and knowing that, hey, we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna miss a beat on the, on the daily ops side of it. And so, um, you know, we continued to deliver, we had our, our best year. We continue to have our best year every year, it seems like. And, um, and, and, you know, we couldn't have done that without the people. Presumably the MAU side of the implementation is where there would have been more moving parts. I mean, just, just for size alone, but also given that they are more 
temporary workers. There's presumably far more moving parts than that. Well, it, it's that, and um, but really for them, it was a whole new ATS, right? And so that 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 I cannot stress enough. Like that is very different, right? And like, and I don't care if you were, uh, and they were using a very antiquated um, version of of their ATS, but it worked for them, right? And and but they they knew they were forward thinking. They said, hey, you know, we've kind of hit hit the ceiling here if we want to take it to the next level we're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to invest in in better technology right and and so they did but if i'm a if i'm your standard mau recruiter and i left work on friday before go live i was leaving work with something i was very familiar with and then monday it was very different right and um and i've gone through that before at previous companies and and even at 3ci and um and, and it's, it's not easy, right? The good thing is, is that our business is very repetitive. So you learn really fast, right? And, um, and, and this time around, I mean, we had such great training um, that, you, you know, like it, it, it could, you could tell like, you, you know, we, we did it right. And I would even say like the seamless comment that I made earlier um, and that was what I was hearing at 3CI, but just on some of our like daily standup calls that we have with the enterprise, that, that's been across the board, right? And, and that's even more powerful when you go from something that was totally different to something that's like, wow, like this is going to be awesome. Take the change and in, in the, the newness out of it. They already see how this thing is going to add so much value to their their daily job, and and that's exciting. So this project is now starting to wind down. The users are getting trained. You'll presumably have a period of time where you think about user adoption and, and making sure people don't yep. fall off the back of it. And then what's next? Where are you guys going in terms of whatever follows? Are you starting to think about everybody's, of course, talking about open AI and and other um, AI tools and yep. uh, large language models, etc. Where are you guys oh, with yeah. that? Where's your headspace? Yeah, well, we're already we're already using it. Um, so on the on the recruiting side, you know, I, I'm looking at how can we how can we use it for um, advanced sourcing? Right. Um, some of the um, some of the bullion strings that these tools can spit out are are scary. Um, and and even for messaging, to some extent, you know, they, it, it's it, it's still we're still trying to figure that out. Right. Like I we, overall, as a as a team, we've got really good response rates with our messaging, especially when you compare it to to the industry. And so I'm still trying to figure out how that can help with with messaging, right? But you know, if it increases our response rate by five percent, and especially when you're talking about open source, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty economical at that point, right? And so, um, so we're all for it. Um, I, I think I think the recruiting industry in in general, it's um, kind of at a at a crossroads, right? Where you know you're trying to balance because the reality is. You're never like robots or whatever you want to call it are not going to replace recruiters, right? Like you, you still have that human element that um, that you need, right? So how does it complement us 
to become even better at what we do, right? And that's what we're constantly looking at. Um, you know, I'll, I'll attend a couple of conferences every year just to just kind of see what's out there, right? And um, and and when there's when, when there's a good business case to invest in something, we're going to invest in it. And um, we're going to constantly give our 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 people the tools to be successful. But it, it is a very exciting time, right? It's all about AI. It's all about automation right now. And um, and automation is something that we're really big on. Um, but I also think about it. it you know, it, it's a fine line you have to walk, right? Because you don't want to automate everything externally because then you do kind of miss that that human touch. Some people just like that that phone call right i know i i know i personally do um and then there's other parts of me that really just like hey i don't have time for it just send me a a text or whatever to confirm and so i like that piece of it too so it's balancing both of it and the biggest thing that you know we're we're looking at right now i just started a um a consultant care committee about a month ago. And, and we're kind of looking at this, not just for our consultants, but across the board, when it comes to automation, I'd rather automate more processes internally to, to take action externally with that human touch versus just automating everything externally. Right. And, um, and then the only caution I would say when you're doing it externally, your data has got to be really, really good, right? Like you have one, you, you forget to update something and somebody gets the wrong message and it can cause, it can cause issues, right? Usually they're not, they're not big issues, but it can add confusion, right? And, and that's something that, you know, we are, we are really very adamant about avoiding, right? One of the things that we are, are, I would almost say betting the farm on is that we want we're 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 kind of at this uh, weird I don't want to say weird but exciting point for three CI where we're where we're looking at how we're viewed in the market um, and then in understanding where our values are and, and and where we can add the most value and the reality is is that we can be that generalist staffing partner a lot of people would would know us for for that but that's not really what a lot of people want right you know like any any, a lot of there's a lot of firms out there that can that can do that and and so they want some they want a partner that can come in truly understand the business understand the needs and and also like it's okay to 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 say hey you know what like we can do this for you, but we're really good at this. And, and, and let us know who we need to talk, to talk to. And like one of the things um, that we've, we've started to, 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 to really incorporate into our, really our, our sales offerings is last August, we acquired a solutions company out of Birmingham, Alabama. And, and we're really kind of starting to look at more of the solution side. Right. And, and knowing that, like, you know, our staffing piece, like it's always going to be there. Right. We, like you said, we're we've been doing business for 40 years. Right. And we're getting really, really good at it. Um, but there's this whole other side, the solution side, that's so exciting. And that um, especially with the acquisition, we're, we're getting really, really good at that, too. And, and so, you, you know, it's like you got this challenge of trying to change people's perception of you, right? It's like, hey, you know what? We're not just this 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 company that you thought we were, right? We also can do 
this. And in some cases, we're even better at it. And so it's it, it's a fun it's a fun time. It really is. Well, Anthony, it's been great hearing about it. Thank you so much for the insight into your world. Um, it's it's actually just gone five o'clock here in the UK, and as you mentioned, it is my birthday. So I'm going to go and spend a bit of time with the wife and the kids. Uh, I don't know about a birthday dinner, maybe a bit of cake. But Anthony, yeah, thank you very much for your time. I hope to circle back with you maybe in in a year or so's time. It sounds like you guys will be a, a much bigger organisation than you already are. Absolutely, yes, sir. And and one last time, happy birthday, James. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you to our listeners. Please like, subscribe and share. And more importantly, let us know if there is someone you would like us to interview on the show and what you would like to hear them talking about. What strategic and or operational changes are you planning to implement in your staffing slash recruitment firm? Lastly, thank you to our sponsor employee providing front and middle office solutions to a range of staffing and recruitment organisations on the Salesforce platform. That's all for today. James Lawton signing out.